You're not in uniform, Stan. Yes, I am. I'm a plainclothes cop. This is my uniform. Stan looked past Mark to the others milling around, waiting impatiently for their chance to ruin their reputations. Speaking of nightmares, check out George's costume. You talking about me? George Broussard asked, coming toward the car. Mark grinned at the Cajun's gaudy three-colored foil wig and the yellow and purple polka-dot shirt he wore. It was too little for him, and the buttons strained over his protruding gut. His hairy belly peeked out from under the bottom hem of the ill-chosen blouse, and someone had drawn a smiling pair of lips under his navel and crossed eyes above it. Yep, the stuff that bad dreams are made of. Mark agreed. "'Yeah, and you got lots of room to talk,' George returned. "'Just cause you don't got the canvas I got to work with.' He patted his bare belly again, and Mark turned away in mock disgust. Mark was glad he had lost weight since he and Allie had split up. The wives gleefully wielding the face and body paint were particularly cruel to those midlife paunches— his costume did at least cover all of his torso without accenting any glaring flaws, though he could have done without the flapper fringe that some sadistic seamstress had applied in rows to the polyester shirt. "'Is Allie gonna be here today?' Stan asked Mark. Mark glanced at George, wishing Stan hadn't asked that in front of him. He hadn't broadcast the news of his separation from his wife, and figured there were still some in town who didn't know about it. That suited him just fine. George, who had only been in Newpoint for the past year, wasn't a close enough friend for Mark to air his dirty laundry with. As if he sensed Mark's discomfort, George wandered off and blended back into the cluster of clowns. "'How would I know what Allie's going to do?' Mark asked. "'Don't give me that garbage,' Stan said." You keep closer tabs on your wife now than you did before. Estranged wife? I don't know if she'll be here. I doubt it. It's not her thing. He straightened, unwrapped a Jolly Rancher, and popped it into his mouth. Then again, I did kind of think she might swallow some of her self-righteousness today to come help the wives paint us up. It's a power thing, you know. They'd love to make us look ridiculous. Allie's devoted her life to it. At least you're not bitter. The barb hit home. Bitter? Why should I be bitter? Actually, I feel great. I love my new bachelor life. Did I tell you that I picked up some great furniture at Cade Newbig's garage sale? Mid-century relics, complete with original stuffing coming out of the tears in the authentic vinyl and my apartment has ambiance. The building's foundation is going, so the whole place slants. It's hard to keep gravity from pulling the kitchen cabinets open, and I worry a little when the train that comes by at 2 a.m. every night makes the building sway and vibrate. But, like I said, ambiance. You know how I live for ambiance. So, you're ticked about the apartment. Do you miss your wife? 
Mark was glad his face was painted so the heat moving to his cheeks wasn't apparent. Stan was a good friend, but he was crossing the line. He decided to change the subject. Let's just say I'm aware that she's not here. I'm also aware that your wife isn't here. Why isn't Celia wielding a paintbrush today with the other cop wives? Why isn't Celia wielding a paintbrush today with the other cop's wives? Because we're boycotting the whole makeup idea. She's here. I'll pick her up when the procession gets up to Bonaparte, and she'll ride the rest of the way with me. I thought only uniformed cops could ride in the squad cars? She's dressed just like I am. In plain clothes. Stan grinned and winked then put the car into drive and skirted the band and the motorcycles up ahead. Mark turned back toward the fireman and saw George dancing to the jazz band. That face painted on his stomach gave him...